Hey everyone, this is Craig Valentine from TurbulenceTraining.com. I'm here with my friend Joel Marion, and we're going to go over some very, very interesting nutrition and uh, what Joel calls sneaky tips to help you lose belly fat and extremely fast. Is that not right, Mr. Joel Marion? Yeah, that's correct. Um, we're actually getting ready to release a new program called the Extreme Fat Loss Diet, and a lot of the information that we're going to be talking about today um, and, and that I'm going to be sharing over the next couple of weeks has to do exactly with that which is how to lose body fat as fast as humanly possible based on some really strategic info that goes deep into human physiology and how the body works and responds and uh, kind of playing this strategic game with your body and almost like a chess match with your body and, and, uh, and losing body fat. And when you put all the pieces of the puzzle together in the right sequence, you, you, you'll be surprised at how fast the body fat can actually come off. And, um, you know, when people hear fat, fat, fat loss, they might think, oh, this is a gimmick or something like that. And most of, and, and, you know, that is very understandable because most of the things that promise lose 20 pounds in 20 days or something like that generally are. Um, however, this is a program that I have seen people lose up to 25 pounds in 25 days, which uh, I would, I would venture to say is pretty, pretty freaking fast. Um, but it's because it's very strategic and it's, it's very smart in the way that it's set up. So we're going to get into some of those uh, some of those topics today and we're excited to talk to your listeners about it. Alrighty. Alrighty, man. Let's uh, start. Before we get into exactly what to do right, let's start by going over what the common frustrations are. They're the top, you know, two to three issues that people have with their dieting for fat loss and, and you know, actually losing the belly fat. All right, the number one, well, let's say, I'll say the top three complaints that people have about diets or the top three issues that people have that cause them the, the, so much frustration to the point where they ultimately quit and say, forget this, I'm not eating this way, I'm not doing this, and they go back to their regular old habits and they remain overweight or they never experience the results that they're hoping to when they initially set out on a diet. Um, you know, based on the people who are listening to this call, I'd probably venture to say that Almost all of them, if not all of them, had at one point or another in their life gone on a diet. Um, now, how many people got the results that they wanted and then maintained those results? Probably a lot less. Um, so let's talk about some of those issues. Three big issues. One is boredom or lack of variety within the daily menu is that people don't want to eat the same things over and over again. Uh, they don't have enough ideas. They don't understand how to create um, you know, menus that aren't restrictive while still being healthy and able to help you lose fat. Like with a low-carb diet, people don't just want to sit there and eat, you know, grilled meat and veggies for the rest of their life. And if that's the only thing that you're offering them in a dietary program, that's going to get old really quick. So boredom is one or lack of variety. Um, people just get bored with the diet and then they don't want to do it anymore. So they go back to eating in a more what they consider to be normal way of eating Secondly, is most diets require that you give up your favorite foods for extended periods of time, generally throughout the entire, entire weight loss process. So if somebody has 30 pounds of fat to lose and they go on this diet, and maybe that might take them several, three, four, five, six months to uh, achieve that weight loss result of 30 pounds, they have, they're going into it with a mental state that for the next six months, I'm not, I can't have pizza. For the next six months, I'm not allowed to have any ice cream. And that is just a losing battle when people think, and they associate when they eat those foods with guilt or a negative, we're going to talk about dietary cheating, but a lot of times 
when people don't really understand how to cheat appropriately, they associate, well, I cheated, I went off my diet, and it's always a negative thing when these foods are consumed, and that weighs on people psychologically. Um, and it's also, it psychologically sucks in the fact that, you know, if, if people have in their mind that they're on a diet and for the next even three or four weeks a month, they can't have certain foods at all, um, that restrictive nature of dieting in and of itself is a huge issue for a lot of people. And the third thing is what we're really going to talk about uh, for, the, for the majority of the call is the lack of results. Or people are putting in so much effort and sacrifice, and I've seen people do it so many times. And it's not an issue many times that the people are lazy and they just don't want to do the work. It's the fact that they tried it, they tried to do the work, they put in some hard effort, and for one reason or another, they didn't have effective strategies, they didn't have effective programming, they didn't really know how to do it. They worked really, really hard, but they didn't see the the result that they wanted to receive see from that effort. And that's extremely frustrating when you're working hard and then you hop on the scale at the end of the week and you don't lose any weight. Or you maybe you went up a pound or something like that. That's extremely frustrating and demoralizing for dieters to see this lack of results after they put in so much hard work and effort. It's just like in anything in life. When you work hard, you want to see some sort of payoff. And if there's no payoff, after all that hard work is put in, then you're it's not going to be very long until you abandon whatever it is that you're doing um, and you stop putting forth that effort. So those are the three things, the boredom or lack of variety. Number two is the fact that uh, diets are so restrictive and they limit the foods that you eat or, or are allowed to eat. Number three, the big one, is the lack of results that people experience from the hard work that they put in. It's just really isn't fair. Okay, let's say somebody is like one of those super – dedicated people like you know there's, there's a few people out there the ones that step on stage and and that are like super extremely focused now how long can one of those people stay on a diet you know the same diet and still get results and when do they hit the brick wall of uh, plateauing yeah, that's a great question and it brings up uh, a, a point that i really <laughs> you got it. <laughs> and it and it brings up a point that i really want to address because a lot of people will ask a similar question um, and and here's here's the difference between the, the, the answers that I want to give you. I could tell you how long somebody can stay on a diet and get results, or I can then tell you how long someone can stay on a diet and get optimal results. There's a difference between results and optimal results. So now, somebody can continue to progress maybe for a month or two months or even three months, continue to lose weight, but there becomes a certain point where they're not getting as much out of their efforts as they could be if they were – if they had corrected certain things. So their progress is either slower than it should be or they're losing too much muscle mass as opposed to body fat. They're starting to sacrifice lean tissue. So there's still progression there. So people can progress. I'm not going to say that, you know, after one week of dieting, you're not going to see any more results um, because that's just simply not true. And there's people who have dieted for six months and lost quite a bit of weight. But unfortunately, you know, maybe after several weeks, weight loss really started to slow and, you know, compared to what it was maybe the first week of dieting. And then, you know, during the second month, they started to start uh, to to sacrifice some lean body mass along with the fat loss they're losing, albeit at a slower rate. And then, yeah, they they went through this process for six months, but maybe only during week uh, or month uh, four, five, and six, they lost the equivalent of weight that they lost maybe in the first three weeks or, or the first four weeks. Um, so it comes down to 
how long can somebody progress and still be getting optimal results, meaning that whatever the best results are, how can, how can I replicate that week after week and after, after week, and when do things start slowing down, um, and that's when we need to intervene with some other tactics. So, so to answer your question directly, when do things start slowing down, and when do optimal results cease? Well, it seems that after about a week of dieting, that was what the research showed, that a lot of the hormonal adaptations to reduce calorie intake, it's when a lot of the hormonal things start to take place. Like uh, the hormone leptin, which I've talked about extensively, is also called the anti-starvation hormone. Your body starts to adjust to this lower calorie intake, especially if you're on one of these crash diets in which you're eating a very small amount of calories. Uh, your body begins to adjust to that. It catches on. And to adjust or to adapt to that, it goes into uh, what, you know, what we've, you may have heard terms starvation mode, and, and maybe, you know, starvation mode is when you're only eating a very, very uh, little bit of calories. But let's say you're on a more moderate diet still, that your body is going to have the same the same measures that it takes in starvation mode. It's going to take those same measures, except that they won't be as drastic. So metabolism will still slow to a degree. Fat-burning hormones will still decrease to a degree. Fat-storing hormones will still increase to a degree. And that's when you hit a level of, you know, you're no longer in a in a state hormonally to achieve optimal results. And that happens only after about one week of dieting, seven days. So the hormones that, uh, you know, get screwed up, when do they go, you know, which, which hormone is it that go out of all whack when uh, I can't even answer this, ask this, I can't even ask the question, I'm such an idiot here. What hormones go all out of whack when the brick wall gets hit? There you go. That's the question I okay. <laughs> All right, so the main one is going to be the hormone leptin. The leptin is kind of, I refer to it as, you know, the commander hormone or the big daddy hormone that all these other hormones kind of take, um, you know, instructions from. So whatever leptin's doing, then the rest of the guys, and there are certainly other hormones involved, um, that's when all the other guys are going to start uh, to uh, make their adjustments based on whatever they see leptin doing. So, Leptin gives instructions, and then these other hormones react based on that. Now, there's uh, when leptin goes up, you're also going to see um, uh, the insulin levels will go up. Uh, when when leptin levels go down, insulin levels tend to go down, or when insulin levels go down, leptin levels go down. You're also going to see uh, appetite regulating hormones, like the hormone called ghrelin, is going to uh, increase substantially as leptin levels go down. Leptin levels go down, and that kind of puts the brakes on fat burning. Like ghrelin is another hormone that increases appetite. So here, fat burning is going down, and then your body's telling you eat, 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 and increasing your, your, your stimulating uh, your appetite. And so it's kind of like a double whammy. Um, but leptin is the main guy, and again, it takes about seven days for leptin levels to decline significantly. And as a result of that, thyroid, thyroid hormones, which are very important. The metabolism, fat burning are going to decrease. All these fat burning hormones are going to decrease. Uh, fat storing hormones are going to increase. Appetite stimulating hormones are going to increase. And again, this is only after seven days. So it's kind of very, very quickly into a diet, you begin this battle in which you're working against your body. It's almost like you're swimming upstream at this point, uh, as opposed to, you know, if you were going with the current, things would be a lot easier. Is it possible? Can you still do it? Yes, but it's going to be slower and it's going to be harder. So, 
Is is ghrelin the, the hormone that you can't um, put water on or let out of into light after midnight? No, that's Gremlins. That's Gremlins. It's the movie. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Slightly Not to be confused. Okay. <laughs> Similar names, but. Okay. And then, you know, this dieting, is this all John Romanello's fault? I think a lot of things are John Romanello's fault, and most of the time uh, I would default to blaming him for most things. But really, this goes beyond John, even John Romanello, back to way, way back in the days um, to when our ancestors were roaming the earth and, and uh, you know, in this hunter and gatherer type days where it was very the way that people ate was they ate when food was plentiful, and, and, and which was a seasonal thing in the summertime and the warmer months. There was a lot of, a lot more food, a lot of things growing, and the animals weren't hibernating at that time. So they'd eat a lot of meat, a lot of plants that were growing, and then they'd have these feast periods. And then they'd also have the famine periods in which food was very scarce, and uh, they didn't get a lot of sustenance during the several months. So this was our body's way. This whole hormone leptin was was kind of in our uh, programming from you know way back in the day until now, as we developed to help us during those times when food was scarce, and it was a good thing because it protected you from starving. It, it, it slowed down fat burning. Why? Because fat is very important from both the energy standpoint. And also from a warmth standpoint, you know, in the colder months, you want to have that layer of body fat. If you're living outside and it's cold, um, that's going to, you know, obviously have be more important than survival than being able to look in the nearest stream and see the reflection of their abs. So the body is taking measures uh, from an evolutionary standpoint to protect you from periods of time in which food may not be plentiful. And now we kind of replicate those same periods anytime that we go on a diet, and that's a, what our bodies default to, what has been programmed into our genetics and our DNA or from an evolutionary perspective because this is the way that things used to be. And even in the warmer months, you know, they would go and hunt, and they would feast on a kill for maybe a day or two, and then maybe while they're going out looking for other food and maybe some downtime over several days. So that's why that this decline happens so quickly after only a seven-day period um, instead of, you know, waiting that several-month period that may have been the seasonal aspect of it. Uh, so there's kind of two things there. One is the fact that people would eat a lot of food for a few days and then probably go a few days without eating a lot of food, so that protection mechanism uh, comes in there quickly. And then there's also the seasonal aspect of how our ancestors lived with a lot of food at certain times and very little at other times. And they needed things within their body to, uh, you know, be programmed genetically to protect them in those times so that the human race would survive. All right, so you've got everyone probably very, I don't know, I guess, you know, not more frustrated, but uh, not exactly up on dieting here, um, you know, so probably right, right. a little bit uh, scared or... <laughs> Or uh, ready to despair, I suppose, might be a good word, ready to just give it all up. Um, so, you know, going back to that uh, the regular diet method is going to slow down the results after about seven days. You, you kind of 
in the report that I've read that you let, you let me have a preview of, of very good stuff, and, and you basically give a, a way of reversing this. So why don't you talk about that and then recommend, you know, is this a one-day thing or a one-meal uh, method of reversing the negatives of dieting? Okay, so let's go back to what we discussed first, which were the top three issues that people face, is, which is boredom, um, having to give up their favorite foods for extended periods of time or indefinitely, and then a lack of results from the hard work that they're putting in, which ultimately is not fair, and then people are not going to continue to sacrifice for not seeing re- uh, results. Fortunately, there are there is a, a wonderful solution that anyone can do, and they're going to absolutely love it when I tell them what it is, because it alleviates all three of these problems. All three major issues that all dieters complain about or the reason why people throw in the towel and say forget it, or the reasons why people don't experience results can be solved by this one thing. And I've termed that the cheat days, and cheat days uh, are, are days in which you literally get to eat whatever you want. And we've tested it over and over again, and we've tried these clean carbohydrate refeeds in which people just have, you know, uh, lots of high glycemic carbs like grains and, and oats and stuff like that, and they just seemingly don't work as well from a fat loss standpoint as just giving the person free reign and say, look, okay, on this day, you're not on a diet any longer. Um, and then you get back to it, right back to it the next day. Now, with the cheat days, and again, it's all research-derived, here's how it works. I told you that it takes about seven days for the hormone leptin to fall off significantly. And that's the hormone that's going to cause all those other hormones to then have kind of a domino effect and cause all those bad things to happen within your body that you don't really want. So those optimal results that are not no longer optimal after seven days because of leptin, because of decreased calorie intake. Now, if you were to go into week two of the diet, you're no longer experiencing optimal results. Week three, it's probably even worse. Week four, it gets a little bit worse. And then month two of the diet, you know, it's probably when you're going to hit it some really big fat loss plateaus and things are just going to suck. So here's the beautiful thing about what the research shows. It takes about seven days for leptin to drop off uh, by about 50%. So after seven days of dieting, you're at 50% of your fat burning potential, 50%. That's not really good when you're talking about optimal results. However, the, the research also shows that overeating can stimulate the release of leptin very, very quickly. It doesn't take seven days for leptin to climb back up, seven days of overeating, because um, that will kind of just cancel out everything that you did over the last week of dieting. But it only takes one day or maybe a 16-hour period, which is about what the waking hours that most people have in a day, 16-hour period of increased calorie intake and increased carbohydrate intake um, to produce more insulin in the body, to boost those leptin levels up, and get them back to baseline. And what happens when leptin levels are at baseline? Then all those other hormones that went down, all the fat-burning hormones, thyroid, thyroid hormones, and how uh, the, uh, that hormone ghrelin went up and increased appetite, now your appetite is back down to normal. Um, so you're, you enter the next week of dieting in the same fat-burning state as when you started your diet. And now you don't have to worry about the results falling off week after week after week, each and every single week you're going into the diet with renewed metabolism and baseline levels of leptin, which are going to allow you to burn fat at an optimal rate. Essentially what you're doing is you're pressing the reset button on your metabolism every week, um, which when you're dieting seven days a week, week after week after week, 
It simply doesn't happen, and that's when results start to fall off because your body is catching up, and then with each and every week of dieting, it just gets worse and worse. The major reason uh, that this happens, and we haven't really touched on it yet, is what regulates leptin. Well, we talked about how dieting, and what is dieting? It's reduced calorie intake. Um, so you're eating fewer calories than you need. Uh, so leptin levels are directly correlated with how many calories you're eating, uh, particularly how, ma- how much carbs you're eating as well. So when you go on a diet and you're eating less calories and less carbs, then leptin levels start to decline. Um, but if you want to reverse that, you do the exact opposite. Eat more calories, eat more carbohydrates. Um, and and uh, some of the research has also shown that carbohydrates plus fat uh, which in turn produces more insulin, is probably the best way to raise leptin levels quickly and get the biggest spike. So all your favorite foods, the foods that everyone else tells you that you can't eat while you're dieting, be it pizza, ice cream, whatever, you know, your, your mom's lasagna if you're Italian or even if you're not Italian, um, all those foods that people told you that you couldn't eat are the foods that are going to be your savior, and that alleviates the boredom issue, that alleviates, the fact that you can't have your favorite foods for the for the next six months, that alleviates the fact that now you're going to be experiencing optimized, fast results each and every week as opposed to slowly draining your metabolism and then hitting that brick wall that we talked about several times now. Very cool. All right, well, here's, here's the truth about what you just said. Last week, I had someone on my Facebook page called Vince Del Monte, of all people, a weirdo, and they questioned my association with him. I know, like, Vince weird? Vince is like the normalest guy I know. If they're calling Vince weird, I can only imagine what they think of me. But anyway, they said that, and so I think I might be getting some similar comments about you after this interview. So what do you say to all the folks who think you're crazy when you tell them about this? Well, here's the thing. Um, anytime someone presents some new information that you may have not heard before, people there was a certain group or a certain percentage of people that are immediately just going to discount it and say, no way, too good to be true, whatever. Or just the fact that it's new and not everyone and then their brother is talking about it. People, some, some, for some strange reason, some people tend to wait around until things become mainstream in order to try them out. Uh, or maybe they say that, like, oh, I want to see an exact study done on, on your diet, otherwise I'm not doing it. Well, okay, well, you can just wait for the results, and, and should that ever happen, um, you know, then maybe five years from now you can get in shape. But it's kind of just a stupid outlook to have, and when you all you do is question, question, question people or think that they're weird or crazy or, or nuts, without really evaluating what they're saying and and looking into it for yourself, by all means, I'm I'm all about being critical about what you hear and and not taking everything at face value. That's why I do a lot of my own research. Um, And even when I'm presented with other people's programs and ideas, I don't just say, oh, okay, that's what they told me. I go and I look at at some of the research myself or say, well, where did you get that information from? And if it works out, by all, you know, I'm going to go ahead and try that or, or see how I can implement it into my own programming. So it's going to be certain, you know, there's always going to be that small percentage of people who are just going to say, uh, no way, forget it. And unfortunately, those are the people who are going to wait forever for results to come because they're just going to harbor on, you know, with the American Dietetic Association to tell them or what is the food pyramid, which has been around forever, that's completely worthless and useless. 
Um, you know, there's some of the, a lot of these mainstream ideas are mainstream, but just look around in America, and when 75% of the population is obese, the mainstream recommendations obviously aren't what's working. So, yes, my ideas are not mainstream, and I'm not going to pretend that they are. And then some of the other methods that we talk about in this call are even more extreme, but that's the reason why they work so well. It's because I'm breaking away from the norm. I've researched things. I found strategies. I tested them with clients in, in, in small group settings. Um, it's not stuff that you're going to hear all over the news every day, but there's this stuff that does work and has been proven to work um, in the real world. All right, very good, man. Okay, so on this day of eating their favorite foods, they get to forget all about, like, macronutrient needs and no one has to obsess about protein grams or any of that stuff. They get they get an entire free sort of approach to eating. Correct, and that's another thing. If I wanted to throw a fourth problem in with the other three that we mentioned, it's the fact that the dieting can be a tedious process, especially for the people who are doing more of like a hardcore diet and they like to keep track of all the numbers and all that stuff. It's The cheat day, in addition to all the other benefits, is, is great in the fact that you just don't have to worry about anything. It's a your day off, you know, and, and if you're somebody who works throughout the week, you probably look forward to your weekends. Why? Because you don't have to worry about what's going on at the office for a couple of days. And it's the same way. If you're dieting throughout the week, and be it, you know, uh, with, with this new program, we have, uh, you know, cheat days more frequently than we do with my previous program, but with my previous program, it's, you know, once a week, every seven days, you have to have a day in which you're completely off the system. And then there's, you know, different strategies that we implement throughout the rest of the week to, to optimize the effectiveness of that day. But that's the beauty of it is that you don't have to worry about anything. No, you don't have to sit there and count your grams of protein and worry about how much protein that you get. You don't have to worry about uh, counting calories. And a lot of times people say, well, how many calories can I eat on a cheat day? And they say, look, just here's the only rule that I give for cheat days. Eat until you're moderately full and then stop. If you're eating and stuffing yourself and eating to the point of discomfort and you're walking around all day feeling sick, it kind of defeats the purpose anyway because you're not really going to enjoy the foods that you're eating. It's not going to be a fun experience for you. It's just going to be, you know, an uncomfortable experience for you. So never eat to the point of discomfort. Other than that, just kick back, enjoy. If it's football season, you want to turn on a football game and, uh, you know, have, have some wings and, and a couple of beers, by all means, go ahead and do that. You can just be social, be yourself, go out to dinner, order whatever you want off the menu, as opposed to sitting there and dissecting the menu and trying to figure out what fits in with your particular diet. It's the day that is 100% completely off, no worries, carefree. And uh, people really tend to enjoy that um, and look forward to that for many, many reasons, when it, because it's, it's never more than a few days away. Okay, that's pretty cool. I really like that. Um, you know, I'm all about simplifying things and, and not having to count, count, count on every day, let alone, right. uh, you know, on a day like that. Okay, so beyond the physiological benefits you're suggesting, and this, this question is in bold, so it must be important. You know, what are some <laughs> of the other benefits of cheat days to dieters? All right, so we have the physiological benefits, right, the, the benefits that we talked about, how this is absolutely going to increase the effectiveness of your diet week after week and help you burn more fat week after week and avoid the fat loss plateaus. And that's all because of what is happening internally in your body hormonally as a result of the cheat days. You're repriming your body on a weekly basis to burn more fat the next week as opposed to having your metabolism 
get worse and worse and worse and slower and slower and slower with every week of dieting. So that's the physiological aspect. Now, the psychological aspect is the second thing that I want to talk about. And think about psychology or the psychology of dieting. And it goes back to some of the things, the frustration, the discouragement, and the fact that so many people who are dieting just hate the fact that they're on a diet and no one really wants to be on one. Uh, and, and why is that? It comes down to the fact of the lack of results and all that. So, one, you get to have that day every week where you know I'm going to be able to eat whatever I want. So if you have, have to say on a Thursday that, you know, the family's going out to dinner or something like that and you need to order something more conservative off of the menu and ha- choose some healthier options, then you can do that pretty easily knowing that on Saturday, all right, well, I'm going to come back to the same restaurant on Saturday and order this meal that I'm looking at right now. Or you might have a favorite place that you like to go, and you know that you could, you know, uh, go to that very restaurant on your next cheat day, and it's never more than a day or two away. Um, if you want pizza, you know it's never more than a couple days away. And that, that psychological outlook changes things so much than if somebody was sitting there on a diet and ordering at a restaurant and, and you know, trying to, to stay healthy, and then they're like, man, when's the next time I actually get to eat something from the dessert menu? When's the next time I get to tell the waiter, yes, I'd like to see a dessert menu? Uh, it's, there's no light at the end of the tunnel, and that's very, very discouraging psychologically in and of itself. Then bringing back to the results side of things, if people are putting in hard work and they're not seeing results, it becomes very, very frustrating and it's very discouraging. But when people are seeing consistent progress week after week after week, it becomes so much more psychologically easy for that person to stick with the diet because the motivation level is extremely high. They're seeing changes in the mirror. When there's no change happening, motivation is very, very low. They don't want to continue. It's nothing that's happening. They're just working hard. But when they're seeing results, there's visible change, and they're going through the diet, and, uh, you know, they're, they're watching what they want to happen actually happen, that becomes very motivating and it's awesome psychologically because it's going to keep them going week after week after week. So a lot of psychological benefits that tie into the fact um, of what we're doing, one, with the cheat days and being able to have more freedom, and two, with the fact that now you're actually going to see optimal results on a weekly basis as opposed to wondering if the scale moved or not. All right, very cool. Okay, so you mentioned some extreme methods in your report. Let's talk about a couple of those. Okay, which one do you want to talk about first? <laughs> I don't know. I guess well, I was kind of hoping you were going to answer my question. All right, let you talk about, uh, okay, this one here, creative, creating massive calorie deficits and how most of the time this is bad and, you know, like, you know, trying to starve yourself in. But when used appropriately, it can actually lead to very fast fat loss. Can you explain that one? Yes. Um, so, Let's go back and, and talk about massive calorie deficits and why they don't work. Again, it's because your body is programmed to shut everything down when you're not eating a lot of food. Evolutionary, back to our ancestors, and the fact that there's you know periods where food was scarce, that is a starvation period, right? And when you do that to yourself on a diet, you're trying to create these massive calorie restrictions based on not eating at all or fasting or, uh, and again, this is prolonged period of periods of time we're talking about. Like if you someone just decided, like, I'm just going to drink fluids for two weeks and I'm going to exercise my butt off and then I'm going to drop 30 pounds and I'm going to look amazing. 
Do you really think that that's going to happen? You know, just two weeks of work, let me get this two weeks out of the way, and then I'm going to be in a, look like a goddess for the rest of my life. It just doesn't happen. And why? Because your body is smarter than that. It's going to shut down all your fat, your entire fat-burning system after only a couple days of that nonsense. And you're going to end up experiencing a lot of lean muscle loss. And, that, and by the end of the two weeks, you're going to end up looking sick and probably still overweight. So congratulations. You just put in all that effort and you wasted a lot of time to look worse than you did when you started. That's not what anybody wants. So generally speaking, massive calorie deficits are a terrible idea. Uh, it's probably the worst way crash dieting is probably the worst way that you could ever approach a fat loss program. However, now we want to talk about strategic methods to lose fat very, very fast. When can we get away with a massive calorie deficit and burn lots of fat, but without, you know, pissing our body off, so to speak, or upsetting our body or aggravating our body and sending it back into starvation mode. Well, what did we just talk about? We talked about cheat days and how cheat days elevate metabolism and elevate the, the hormone leptin and kind of reset the press the reset button on your metabolism so that now, let's say cheat days on a Saturday, on Sunday, your body is in prime position to burn fat. Like that is your body just wants to get rid of the fat. All you need to do is create the deficit, and your body is cool with letting go of the fat. It's in prime state to burn fat at that point. So what we do, or what we've been experimenting with, and it's one of the things that we utilize in the strength fat loss diet, is creating a massive calorie deficit the day after a cheat day when our body is super primed to burn fat. And one of the interesting things, we also do some things uh, supplementation-wise and and uh, we also incorporate some strategic exercise, which we're going to talk about in a little bit, uh, to make this day even more effective. But the end result is we have this huge, our net calorie deficit at the end of the day is a lot. And because our body was in this state where it was really primed to burn fat during that day, you can literally lose, you know, up to a pound of fat in one day. And I've seen it happen before with people where they just, you can almost almost feel your body burning fat in, in, in a single day because your body is so primed to burn fat and you're creating a massive calorie deficit through strategic dietary techniques and also strategic exercise techniques. Uh, and that type of calorie deficit, and I only recommend that you do it one day, once in a while. Um, and, and again, it's something that we incorporate as part of the Extreme Fat Loss Diet Program. But if you can create a 3,000-calorie deficit in a day, which you can do through diet and exercise, during a time when your body is really primed to burn fat, then you can burn almost up to a pound of fat in one day. And if you do that, you know, every once in a while, then that could be the difference of adding maybe five more pounds of fat loss in a month than you would have experienced otherwise. All right. That's pretty interesting. So um, let's see. Maybe you can also talk about some strategic things that someone might do prior to a cheat day. I guess, uh, you know, because they're thinking, you know, my thinking is, anyways, all right, I'm going to go and, and eat the cheat meals. And even though I'm not going to binge eat, which if someone does that, then that's a bigger problem outside of dieting. They need to, they need to get help with. But, if, you know, even if they eat, let's say they eat 4,000 calories, there's still going to be, in my mind, the okay, what are you doing with the extra 1,500, 2,000 calories that I don't need? Are they really just going to be burned off, or how does that stop from spilling over to fat storage? 
right. and that's an excellent question too because it Thank is a concern. You. <laughs> you got it, man. You just got to take great questions. I don't know where he gets them all from. Um, but that's, it has been a problem in the past, especially with certain individuals more so than others. But um, even when we're talking about, again, I'm always trying to strive to make my programs better to get back to what we talked about in the uh, in the very beginning of the call, and that's optimal results. If you can get results, and it could be even good results, but if it can be better and you can lose fat even faster, then why not make some changes in order to do that? So the issue with cheat days for some people, and maybe even some other people didn't even notice it because they just consistently lost fat every week, but they didn't realize that they could be losing a little bit more, is that going into a cheat day, you are going to eat a lot of calories and a lot of carbohydrates. And it is likely that a small amount of that is going to spill over to fat storage. So um, here's an example. Let's say that I uh, I gain a half a pound of fat as a result of the cheat day, but I did so much positive things to my metabolism that I was then able to lose 2.5 pounds of fat that next week. So my net fat loss for the week is 2 pounds, which is very good if we're talking fat loss um, and, and actual fat. And, and in the report, I actually show a, a girl who's holding five pounds of fat, and you can see just how big five pounds is. So if you were to lose 10 pounds of actual fat, believe me, you're going to make significant change to your body. Um, so your net fat loss on a weekly basis is two pounds, which is great, right? But you still have that, and if you replicate that every single week, then you're going to be on the road to changing your body rather rapidly. Um, now, what, but still, the fact remains that maybe you put on a half pound of fat because of that cheat day. And, and it may not even be that much, but let's say a quarter pound to a half a pound. Um, if we can eliminate that, let's say over the course of four weeks, now you've lost an additional two pounds, which then puts you at, in four weeks, you've got 25% more results. So in my mind, 25% more results is worth figuring out a way in order for my clients to achieve that. So what we've done is this. We take that pre-cheat day and we, and we dedicate it towards depleting our body's energy stores. There's lots of carbohydrate that gets stored within the muscle tissue, within your body, up to 500 grams between your muscle and your liver, which is about 2,000 calories worth of glycogen or carbohydrate. In addition to that, there's even more calories stored within muscle tissue, uh, um, the, in, in, inside the cells that is called inter, intracellular triglycerides, which are actual fat that's stored in there. So if you convert a lot of that fat and deplete some of that fat and most, if not all, of the carbohydrate that is in uh, your body prior to a cheat day, then when you go and eat those massive loads of carbs and fat and calories, you are going to be refilling those stores as opposed to having those having all those nutrients then be in excess and then spill over into fat storage. If you think if you had an, a, an empty glass versus a full glass, if I add more water to a full glass, what's going to happen? It's going to it, very quickly it's going to spill over and then there's going to be some excess, which is if related back to dieting, that that's excess spillage that goes over to fat storage. But if the glass is empty, we can fill it up with a lot. And by the end of the day, maybe the glass will be to the brim, but that, what you just did was you, you filled up your energy stores, as it, and which means zero fat was gained. Now you're like really packed out going into the next day. You have lots of energy to fuel your workouts. 
and you didn't do any damage from a fat gain perspective. But at the same time, your body still received the influx of calories. It still received the influx of carbohydrates, so leptin levels are going to go high. You accomplish everything that you are trying to accomplish with the cheat day hormonally, but you don't have that excess spillage over to fat storage. So, again, that one simple trick of depleting before a cheat day, and we give some awesome techniques in the stream fat loss diet on exactly how you do that, how you can approach your diet in the most effective way, and some workouts that, that are uh, set up strategically with the goal in mind to deplete glycogen stores and, and intracellular triglycerides. So you have a depletion day first, and then by doing that, you can have a cheat day without having to worry about those calories spilling over to fat storage and you're going, to, you're going to definitely increase the amount of fat that you're burning each week because of that. All right, so you've just kind of blown people's minds with all that stuff, and now you're going to claim, or sorry, now uh, you know the report says that you have another strategy where clients are going to build muscle while doing this dieting, and it comes back to the cheat day. So hit us with that one. All right, again, so um, let, let's go back very, very quickly. I just want to touch on this concept of, of – Mirroring your diet with your exercise and, and having them work hand in hand. Um, and in the report, I give an example that, you know, if your goal is to increase your income, if you go and you work hard and you find a job that has a nice paycheck, and then you also just take some of that paycheck and start investing it, and then you have money coming in from investing, and then you have money coming in on, on your normal paycheck. So you have that same goal of, of you know, increasing the, the, the net number in your bank account, and you're covering it with your, with your paycheck and the fact that you're doing investing. So you have multiple methods that are going towards the same goal. And when you do – with the Extreme Fat Loss Diet, we do that in many different ways, is that we have certain goals, like, for example, the, the uh, pre-cheat day depletion day. The goal of that day is to deplete energy stores. So we have a diet that it works to deplete energy stores by just being very low carbohydrates. So we're not adding to – the uh, carbohydrate stores that are already in our body, and then we also use strategic workouts that are specifically set up to achieve that goal of depleting carbohydrate and energy stores within the body. So we tackle that same goal, again, is deplete the energy stores in the body through diet and exercise. And if we only did it through diet or if we only did it through exercise, we would get far less result than when we combine the two. So now what we do, uh, we take a look at the other days of the diet. Well, we have a diet day in which there's a massive influx of calories and carbohydrates and fats and insulin. And insulin is the most anabolic hormone that, the, that there is. And anabolic meaning that, you know, if you, if you add something in the mix that's going to stimulate muscle growth, when you have all that insulin and all those calories, it's probably going to do a pretty good job at, at, at uh, creating new muscle tissue. So what do we do? Again, it's, it's simple when you think about it, but a lot of people don't set it up that way with strategy, is we do a high-volume, kind of like a bodybuilding-style workout on the cheat day. So we have this massive influx of calories and carbohydrates and insulin and dietary fats and all these nutrients that are in, into the, uh, going into the um, tissues within the body and in the bloodstream, and then you stimulate muscle growth on that day. What's going to happen? It's just like you have this very, very anabolic day in the middle of your diet that's also setting you up for, to increase fat burning the next week. It's also psychologically allowing you to eat your favorite foods. And at the same time, it's also 
when you combine it with a high-volume workout, going to allow you to build muscle. So this one day is serving so many different purposes that a regular diet just doesn't allow you to have. Uh, most people go on diets and they end up losing muscle mass. Most people go on diets and they end up getting no results. Most people go on diets and they never see one of their favorite foods again for the next six months. When you use a cheat day coupled with the proper exercise program, you can build muscle on that day. You can set yourself up to burn more fat the next week, and you can also enjoy your favorite food. So it's kind of just like this has a triple benefit to it all at once. Build muscle, lose fat at the most optimal rate at the same time. It's kind of crazy. That is kind of crazy. All right, it was a pretty good answer. Um, you know, almost as good as some of my questions. But uh, I'm going to finish <laughs> off. I'm going to finish off with my best question because I know I'm interested to learn more, and I'm sure that my listeners are very interested to learn about your massive pump workout nutrition combo. And now to set the scene for people, uh, a couple, maybe a couple months ago on a Friday night around 7:30 or 8 o'clock, I received a text message from Joel Marion about how there was a workout going on with supersets between an exercise and a cheeseburger. And so, uh, so so, my question is related to the pump that you got doing this workout because the text message said that you were getting an incredible muscle pump from this combination of exercise and cheeseburger between sets. Now, that's legendary, and uh, I just want to know exactly how this worked. Well, it was a full-blown cheat day that entire day. So it was the actual cheeseburger that I was eating in between sets uh, contributing to the pump in a substantial way. Probably not because it was still digesting, and that was just kind of a fun thing that I was doing. And I thought, as I was doing it, I went around the corner to Five Guys, which is, you know, just literally just right around the corner, and I got two uh, bacon double cheeseburgers. And they just call them bacon little cheeseburgers there, or the regular cheeseburgers, the double, whatever it is. But anyway, it was a double patty, cheese, bacon, and I was hungry, but I also wanted to get a good workout in, and, and it was starting to get kind of late. And it was, like like you said, like 7.30 or 8 o'clock. So I decided to eat the burgers as I was working out, which really for most people, if you, if, if you don't stomach food very well as you're exerting energy and putting forth effort, it's probably not a good idea. But uh, the fact that I had... Again, the influx of calories, probably sodium from the different foods that I was eating that day, um, fats, and insulin all throughout the day in my bloodstream. And I'm sure the fact that I was, uh, I, in addition to that, uh, to those double cheeseburgers that I was eating, I also had a, a large Pepsi, and that, that, that was much more quickly digested and probably contributed to the pump. But you're going to notice that when you do these high-volume workouts on a cheat day, you're going to experience the sickest pump that you've ever experienced ever, especially when you're doing the pre-cheat depletion days, because you're depleting, anyone who knows anything about depletion and then maybe a refeed or, or doing an overfeed or a cheat day, you know that there's this effect called supercompensation in which your body almost overstuffs itself with nutrients. So you deplete everything, and then your body is in this state where it just wants to supercompensate, and you're flooding it with nutrients and carbohydrates and insulin and all that stuff is in your bloodstream and in your system throughout the day. And then you do this high-volume workout, and here comes the pump. It's like the most ridiculous thing ever. Your muscles feel so tight and so full. And the pump can actually help to increase muscle growth by shuttling more nutrients 
to the working tissues uh, to quickly initiate protein synthesis and, and spark new muscle growth, so it actually can have a beneficial effect other than just feeling cool. Um, but it's pretty cool in and of itself is that when you're working out and you just feel jacked as anything uh, because you have all those extra nutrients floating around in your system. It's a pretty cool feeling. And uh, if you want to try it, hey, give, give it a shot. Double cheeseburger, super setter with uh, the bench press. And, and you probably want to tell somebody about it. <laughs> You'll probably want to tell somebody about it. That's why I think I texted, I text message Vince and John Romanello and Craig uh, all right while I was doing it, and I got some great responses back. So it was a fun time. Yeah, it's funny. At first I thought, you know, for a millisecond I thought, ha-ha, that's a funny joke. And then I realized, no, 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 Joel's actually doing this. So so <laughs> I haven't tried it yet, um, but, hey, you know, it's the next time I'm uh, around the corner from a five guys and in need of a workout, you never know what will happen. So, uh, Joel, really, though, the um, the call has certainly been informative, and uh, as coming from someone who has read the entire report, it's, you know, it's an essential read for everyone to check out especially because it's, it's summertime coming up here in North America for all the North American listeners that are going to want to get whipped into shape for summertime, and this is going to help them. So uh, I guess we will just send you a link when uh, that uh, report comes live the week of April 20th, is correct? Correct. Yeah, April 20th is the first day it's going to be available to download. Uh, uh, make sure you look out for Craig's email. He's going to send you a direct link. It's going to send you to a special page on the site where you're going to be able to get this report. It's called... My top five sneaky tricks for to triple your fat loss results, and it's all about these very strategic elements, and it goes into even more detail than we did on the call. 27 pages in length, some of my best fat loss information that I could possibly give, and it's totally free. Um, Craig will send you the link to download it, and you know, it's all about how to accelerate your fat loss results through strategy, not through gimmicks, but through strategy to send your fat loss over the edge and lose fat as fast as humanly possible over what is a very short period of time. The Extreme Fat Loss Diet Program is only a 25-day program, but I've seen people literally lose between 20 and 25 pounds using that system. Now, not add to, to, to be fair, not everyone loses 25 pounds. Certainly more people, you know, if you, if you had uh, a lot of fat to lose, a 25-pound loss because some of that will be water, it's, it's certainly possible, and I have seen it happen before. But there's also people who use the program to achieve some pretty ridiculous results, like our friend, Vince Del Monte, who used it to go from a very, very lean condition to exceptionally lean condition for a photo shoot. I mean, to go from lean to photo shoot ready is a considerable feat, and most people know that that's very, very hard to do that. Um, and Vince used the program to lose fat, to get in photo shoot ready shape in three weeks, and the results from before to after in that transformation were pretty amazing, and he also gained three pounds of muscle in the process. So when I talk about losing fat very fast and gaining muscle in the process, I'm, it, it has happened, and it's happened even at the very, very latter stages of dieting when it becomes exceptionally hard to even think about doing that. Um, just imagine that if you still have maybe 15, 20 pounds to lose, how fast things can happen for you. So I'm looking forward to getting that information in your hands to make sure uh, when Craig lets you know about it to head on over to the site and download it for free. Perfect. Well, uh, nothing more to say, folks. That's uh, that's the information from the man himself. So look for that. We're going to make sure you uh, get a chance to listen to this call and read the report of the call as well in case you prefer that. And so, everyone, thank you very much for listening. This is Craig Valentine saying goodbye, and we are going to be giving you lots of great more, lots of more great 
rapid fat loss information coming soon. Thanks, everybody. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.